Hello and welcome back to Reality Speaks, where we are here to talk. We're here to talk about what's really going on in the world. What does the Bible really say and how should we as Christians be living in this modern world? And right now we are talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, This is our fifth episode talking about the fourth spiritual gift. We are talking about the gift of faith. This is the first of the gifts of power, as it is termed in Brother David K. Bernard's book, Spiritual Gifts. So, we we kind of touch mostly on the aspect of faith as how it helps Christians get through things that are a little less than um, good. <laughs> um, the hard times. We will touch on the more uplifting stuff you typically hear in messages on faith over the course of the next two episodes. But how is it that Job made it through his trial? How is it that um, people make it through countries that live through persecution? How is it that uh, Christians survived this last crazy, ridiculous year of a global pandemic? How is it that you can make it through the things that this world throws at you? Well, hopefully we can touch on this in a way that will make sense to you in this episode. Um, So let's get on into talking about the gift of faith. We are continuing our series talking about the gifts of the spirit spiritual gifts uh we've been referencing a lot the words of someone much smarter than ourselves um and that is brother david bernard's book um aptly titled spiritual gifts check it out on pentecostal publishing house audible amazon all those other wonderful places uh, maybe ask your pastor if he has a copy if you just want to borrow it. I don't know. I'm sure he probably does. So, anyway. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, I am borrowing bookmarks. If you want to sponsor us, we are looking for sponsors. <laughs> are we really? We, we have one. We will sp- accept them, but we're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been actively looking for sponsors yet. Uh, you can just take us out for coffee or something. Yes. Um, good sponsorship. Just bring me a kickstart every morning so I don't forget I, to I mean, caffeine. we did say Brother Bernard's book, so um, if Brother Bernard is looking to take us out for coffee, I yeah. would, I would accept. You know, I, I think, you know, I think I might let Brother Bernard take me out for coffee. Like, if he called me and was like, hey, you want to go for coffee? I'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? Let me see if my schedule is clear. <laughs> then I'd be like... I get back within like an hour or two and be like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm good. <laughs> sure thing. We'll do that. I'll I'll see I'll see if I'll see if he'll do that sometime. Just since you're 
possibly inclined for that. Yeah, I might. I might consider such a inquisition. Inquisition. Okay. We've got more viewers than last time, so I'm going to take a wild guess our audio is nope. actually working. It's not that style. I do not have a touchscreen computer. Uh, I'll see if anybody is. Let us know if our yeah. audio is working right. I, I think it is this time, so. Scream really loud if our audio is working right. We won't hear them. <laughs> I mean, we might if it's the people in the next room. They don't know. But that's the coat cannon. Does that hurt? Oh, God. Oh, gosh. You're ruining everything. Okay, so. I'm, strange. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, looks I like our audio is working fine. just fine. I don't know what happened last week. It's working this week, though. So, anyway, let's pick up where we've been reading. Diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. This is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, the one true God, that is Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm acting like preaching here. All right. Um, which worketh in all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given every man to profit with all. For the one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, which we talked about, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, which we've talked about. And we're going to talk about the third thing that is mentioned here. To another faith by the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. Uh, I, you, we may be bringing back some deja vu from a few episodes back, but what is faith? Faith. Hebrews chapter number 11 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is like a part of your body that you must exercise. Okay. Interested. <laughs> Can we, can, can we continue Halo? this analogy? No. <laughs> oh. That's just... That's just, just from the Texas brain. Oh, from this... Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's from the Texas... Texas Texas speaking the words of Brother Bernard in a video game voice. Yeah. Uh, yes, so we're now into the gifts of power, as Brother Bernard terms it. That includes the gift of faith, gift of healings, and the working of miracles. Why isn't healing in the title? Because healing gets its own chapter. <laughs> Oof. He- healing gets its own chapter. And I actually kind of skipped ahead to the chapter after, and I may touch on it a little bit, how faith and healing are very much tied together. Uh, yes. One of the first things I thought of when I was thinking about this was um, there was a story in... Um, let me see if I can find it here. Um, well, where did I put it? I had a mark here. Yes, uh, in Mark chapter 9, where they've come down from the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, and Jesus comes down, the disciples have tried to heal somebody, and they, the father of the child ends up coming over and saying, 
look, my your disciples tried to cast out this demon. They couldn't do it. Jesus says his line about this kind comes not out by prayer and fasting. And he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, there's a lot of times we come into situations, it is given to every man a measure of faith. But sometimes you hit your limit. Not all of us have that measure of faith that's quite big enough to handle everything that's going to come our way. Right? Most people don't. Most people Most don't. Most people either. have like not even a quarter of it. Yeah. So, like... We're all born, we naturally have a little bit of faith in something. Faith in my mama. Yeah, like, there's this, there's this, <laughs> there's this measure of faith that you put your little finger next to a child's mouth. Mm-hmm. Next to and a newborn go. baby's mouth. He's just going to start sucking because he <laughs> believes, if I suck on this thing long enough, milk's going to come out. <laughs> he may be totally wrong. And he is wrong if he's sucking on the nub of your finger. But um, he's like, if I if I keep on reaching around long enough, I'm gonna find something that'll bring milk out of it. <laughs> we got the baby in the next room. He's making noises right now. <laughs> he hears us talking about him. <laughs> he he's eating us. actually. Yeah. So he, he's he's using his measure of faith. <laughs> he misses us. He's using his measure of faith. <laughs> But, anyway, we're all born with a measure of faith, and as it grows, as we grow up, our faith in some stuff grows, and our faith in other things shrinks. Yeah. Um, we, we learn whether or not we can trust things, and we figure out what we can trust, what we can't trust, and faith can be learned, but what we're talking about here is a supernatural gift of faith. Like, we talked about the fact that um, when you need supernatural wisdom, you can get it. When you need supernatural knowledge, you can get it. When you need supernatural faith, you can get it. Yes. Like, for example, I believe, um, and it's actually listed, like, uh, in this book, he talks about when Paul was in the middle of his shipwreck, or what would become his shipwreck... (laughs) This big storm, everyone is freaking out, and an angel says, Hey, Paul, uh, you're going to survive. Doesn't make sense for Paul to just say, Oh, yeah, I'm going to survive. Yeah, dude, we good. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We're in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, we're, we're going to be fine. It is a hurricane. We, we just going to survive this thing. Absolutely, for sure. But, no, that's... that's... Paul was being given a gift of faith in the form of an angel. Um, there, there's been these times you come to these situations and you just, there's no way. But uh, we talked in we talked in class actually on Sunday about how the first thing on the list of uh, Peter's list in Second Peter of stuff that we need to make sure that we will be neither barren nor unfruitful and if we do these things we'll never fail never fall the first thing he says is give all diligence add to your faith that's the basic building block 
you can't become a Christian without faith in the first place. Yeah. Like, there's not much point in trying to seek for the Holy Ghost if you don't believe in God. If you don't have faith, you can get it. If you don't even believe in God. Yeah, that's obviously that's, that's, number no, That's one. a no-go. You're not going to... You're not going to receive God's spirit if you don't need to believe there's a spirit to receive. Right. But there is a step beyond saving faith. And we go on and we talk about the fact that faith becomes a fruit of the spirit. And we touched on that. Yeah. Um, just this natural faith that you build onto as you keep growing as a Christian. You add to your faith knowledge and to your knowledge temperance and to so forth and so on. When you know what's in the book, you know what you can believe for. I can believe God for a miracle. I can believe God for peace and love and joy. And we can believe that by faith we will obtain a good report. We understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God so that things which are not, are seen we're not made of things which do appear. All of the rest of Hebrews 11. But there is a level above. Uh, I heard some horrible stories in this chapter. In this chapter that Brother Bernard talks about. Oh. And also in Hebrews 11 there's some horrible stories. Yeah. <laughs> Samson. Uh, you get to the end of it. I mean, you, you read the first half of Hebrews 11, and it's awesome stories. Uh, offered a more excellent sacrifice. Translated that he would not see death. Uh, building an ark to save his household. Going to a city whose builder and maker is God. We, we read about Sarah receipt, having a child in her old age. We, we hear all these other things, but... Uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph said, I believe we're going to have a nation someday. Moses protected from Pharaoh and all these things. I won't be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Rahab surviving and we hear about the power of Gideon, Barak, all the other judges, David and Samuel and all the other prophets dead raised all by the power of faith but here in this end we hear some horrible stories quench the violence of fire escape the edge of the sword dead raised again but there were others we get to verse 36 had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings bonds and imprisonment stoned sawn in half Slain with the sword, wandering around in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, afflicted, tormented, in dens and in caves. And all these, having obtained a good report, received not the promise. That's rough. Sounds, sounds pretty That's a little neat. tough. I don't think most people, when you hear about the power of faith, are thinking about getting beat, getting cut in half with a saw. Yeah, or stuck in a 
Or stuck in the cave. Yeah, or stuck in a giant metal calf and getting cooked alive. Yeah. I think that was a form of Roman torture. <laughs> yeah, there's several things. Uh, Thrown to the lions, the gladiators. There's a book somebody... There's a book that... It's a fictional story, but put out by an apostolic author. I think his name's Nathaniel Mackey, and he talks about a pastor in, like, ancient Rome that ends up being sent to the gladiators. I, and he kicks tail. And, yeah, he's he's sent off to the gladiators. And me, and, and it, it's crazy. I'm like, that's the type of stuff they're putting up with. Yeah. Uh, I just heard Brother Carson preach at IBC talking about Peter being in prison. And um, Peter's... Just saw one of the founding apostles get killed, so he's like, I, I know what the man plans to do to me. But and the whole church is in intercession and wailing and prayer. But he says, I don't think they believed he was gonna make it. They they didn't have that intense faith that he was gonna make it because when he finally does show up and someone comes up, Rhoda Rhoda says, Peter's at the door. They're all saying. Oh, honey, it must be his angel. <laughs> oh, honey, it must be his angel. Because there's no way. Peter's going to die. You know that, right? <laughs> Peter's going to die. So it, it all kind of reminds me of that message Bishop White preached about by faith and through faith, which you read all throughout Hebrews 11. Yeah. And he's talking about the fact that really... By faith is talking about the, your natural faith that you can have. But when you're through faith, it's God, something yeah. a bit more supernatural that doesn't quite work. Yeah. And Which I kind of find interesting because he's saying that through faith is when you're not relying on your own faith. And through faith is one of the very first things we hear. Through faith, we understand the worlds were formed by the word of God. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word, word of God. By faith, every man is given a measure of faith. You're, you can't truly understand that the world was made by God if you don't, if God's not going to allow you to understand it. Yeah. And God allows everyone. God wants everyone to make it. Oh yeah, of course he does. But if you aren't willing to put a little something to it, he's not going to... If you seek after him, he'll draw nigh to you. Yeah. But there's a crazy stuff here. It, the only way that we're going to make it is if we allow faith to work in us. And that only happens when you can be filled with the Spirit. Because these are gifts of the Spirit. So, how did people make it through being sawn in half and being willing to head to the chopping block and crucifixions and... Forgiving people when they're throwing yeah. stones at them. Yeah, actually, that's, that's the kind of the, in the big thing. Yeah. You hear about Stephen, and it said that Stephen was full of faith. 
Typically, we hear people preach the faith messages. You're saying someone's full of faith. That means he's survived. <laughs> Stephen died. <laughs> but no, it said Stephen was full of faith and he was preaching. And by the end of the chapter, Stephen is dead. He dies. Yes. By stones. The by faith rocks. comes in in his ability to act like Jesus did in that moment. Yeah. When Stephen says, Lord, don't hold this sin to their charge, you could very well say that Stephen's faith is what ends up making getting Paul to uh, become who he became because Paul was standing there that day and because he was willing to say, Lord, hold not this sin to their charge. A few chapters later, we hear about Paul's salvation. Yeah. It's in those moments where they get extraordinary faith when... A normal person would generally not be, you know, that willing to forgive someone when they're chucking stones at them to kill them. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> but there's no telling what he was thinking, but he, he did have he said the gift of faith. His, faith his face became in that of an angel, and he said, I see, the, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. So I'm guessing that's probably what was running through his yeah, head. He's like, like, like hey, I see heaven. He's like, I'm, yeah, I see heaven. I see heaven. And it's like, I'm out. Don't for, it's like, forgive these people, God. Uh, it's all good. Don't don't wait up for me. It's like, forgive these people. It's all good. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm uh, going to go to sleep now. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, wait, wake me on. Wake me up, wake me up when it's time to head back. <laughs> Jesus, uh, wake wake me up when it's time to head back down for those uh, thousand years. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take a nap. Oh, he's been asleep for like a couple thousand years. Yeah, a couple thousand years. Hopefully, that boy ready to get up. Oh man, resting in glory. So uh, we hear all those things: your scourgings and beatings and imprisonments and. Yes, absolutely, faith. faith is used in healing. Yeah. But, and, and there is a gift of faith for healing. Yeah. But one of the harder ones to think about is the gift of faith for survival. Yeah. And, and it's not all survival to hold on until the day of your death. Because it could just be, you've got a long trial ahead it could be a year or two or 15. Yeah, you're going to need this bread. It could be a year or two or 15 or 40. Um, or it could just be six months. I don't know. But basically, it's God will give you that faith that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this faith until you're ready to make it. Right. Until you are ready to head off uh, into the victory over this trial. I'll give you faith during this cancer season. I'll give you faith during this uh, broke season. <laughs> yeah. Give you faith during this backslidden family season. During this pandemic season. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you faith if you're living. I'll give you faith for living in California over yeah. the last year and a. <laughs> Or in however longer it goes. <laughs> Basically anywhere at the beginning, but now anywhere at the beginning, less, but I'm like, it's California. It's it's New York. Yeah. It's uh, 
I'll give you faith for living in 1960s Russia, which I'm yeah. sure quite a few people had to have. Missionaries. Missionaries. Preaching like, in countries that condemn Christianity. Yeah, I'll give you faith to live through that. And, I mean, of course, there's the simpler stuff in comparison mm. to Plus, the Iron Curtain or the gospel. Iran now. Yeah. Um, North Korea. North Korea, whatever. I mean, those are the big ones that you think of. But you know what? It, it is still hard. You may very well still need your supernatural faith for um, your son dying or your... Or even like a little less than that. Or like, or like just... God yeah. providing for you, you. You done got fired. Yeah. You, you got fired and you got... Um, your wife left you or your groceries yeah I mean you need groceries you, you're like I don't know how I'm gonna make it but God will give you the strength to pull through it and it's but there is still the, the but of course there's there's the good stories too I mean here's the problem here's the thing about faith you don't need faith if it's easy you really don't need a gift of faith if it's easy. I mean, you could still need faith. I mean, faith helps, sure. Obviously, I mean, I've heard we've heard the illustration for the basic level of faith that everyone has. When you walk into a room, you flip the switch. The lights come on, and the lights come on, and you believe it's going to come on, or you wouldn't have flipped the light switch. And then it does come on. You're like, what the? You heck? don't think anything about it. Like what? Hey, where's the it's light? when the light doesn't come on. That's that's yeah. when you're like, oh, somebody changed the light bulb. It's it's either time to change the light bulb or pay a bill. <laughs> then you may need a gift of faith if it's the bill situation. Yeah. <laughs> or if somebody needs to change the light bulb, it's like, God, that's your light bulb. You come change. <laughs> uh, more often than not, it's the, it's the bill situation. It's going to yeah. be the gift of faith moment that's coming ahead. Like, well, Lord, we got a problem. Uh, yeah, I heard that story about some, I think uh, your dad told it, was talking about some preacher that come preach, like his camper and his truck caught on fire. And he's oh, like, yeah. God, that's your truck and camper. He's like, it's the on evan- fire. The evangelist <laughs> said, uh, Lord, that, that's your truck and camper that's, that's on fire. What are you gonna do about it? Go in the room. The light. The lights don't turn on. God, that's your light bulbs. What are you gonna do about them? They're blown. God, uh, I'm. I depended on you to get this house. I'm depending on you to pay this electric bill. To change my light bulb. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, we do every. We need to live by faith, but. You know, those special situations. I mean, every Christian needs to be able to live by faith, but there's special situations. Yeah. Just it's going to be a little a, so different many you than usual. Uh, or it's a little different than usual. And you need or that it's, extraordinary it, it, it's the backslider that you're having faith for that. Everyone else done gave up on. But God said, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give you a gift of faith to believe that backslider is going to come back, even though no one else does, even though the pastors question it. Yeah. Even though the pastor himself is questioning if this one's going to be saved, I'm going to give you the gift of faith to believe it. 
I'm going to give you the gift of faith to believe that this one's going to be saved. Yeah. Because no one else is believing it. No one else is thinking it's going to happen. But I'm going to give you that gift to believe it. And keep praying it. And keep reaching. And keep asking. And keep on doing all the stuff you're supposed to do. I'm going to give you the gift of faith to believe that you can survive a much longer than normal type of fast. Yeah. Esther, she needed a special kind of faith to go three days with no food and no water. No food, no water, and I'm going to get everyone else on this, too. I'm going to save my people. She she had faith. Had faith to go before the king when it really wasn't making sense. When she wasn't like the obvious choice. Yeah, she's. But who else is going to do it? (laughs) Right. No one else is doing this. It's my job. And God gave me the assignment. So. Uh, we we talked about this idea. So let's, let's... Every situation where faith comes in is impossible. Uh, and it's really tying in a lot. These next three tie in with each other very tightly. Yeah. Because like the gifts of power. And that's kinda of why I'm not necessarily touching as much on the miracles and the healings today because well, basically they're all next week. They're that's what we're gonna be talking about for the next two weeks. Yeah. So like faith is super tied to healing and you need faith for both. And said faith is super tied to miracles. We're talking about survival. And the stories that aren't necessarily happy, just to say God can do it, and but it's going to be a supernatural, different kind of stuff. I mean, honestly, the guy that's in some poor, starving village in the outskirts of nowhere probably isn't even thinking to have faith that God's going to make him survive because he's like, hey, my daddy survived, my mama survived, and my grandpa survived this way. I'm going to survive this way. However, you're living in a wealthy city that's suddenly struck by leprosy. I was going to say something a little more likely. (laughs) You're in some big, mighty city that's suddenly starving due to some disaster of some sort. Struck by feral dogs. Some plague attacks your wealthy nation. I don't know. Uh, the modern car thieves. Modern modern Moses comes along and strikes your city with ten uh, plagues, ten, ten different plagues, and you know what? You you might need a special gift of faith when suddenly you're starving and you're not used to starving. <laughs> so it's a different. Different world for everything, I guess. I got distracted by yeah. So, it, it, it's different for everyone. Circumstances are different for everybody. Do you have uh, any stories that you can think of that are true stories? Or 
It was about a survival gift of faith moment. Or even a healing gift of faith moment. We can touch on that. Where it just seemed impossible, but suddenly God gave the faith to be able to make it when it did not make sense. Something. I kind of have a story, but. Well, let's do it. Today. Today? today a year ago. A year ago today? Brother Donnie passed away. But for the longest time, he prayed and had faith that his wife would come back. Yeah, I was kind and of. No one else believed that. Yeah, I, I was kind of alluding to that. The story where not even the pastor, or not even the well-established saints are believing for a situation. But I believe that honestly, Same that's thing probably a, Ross too. It's probably a real example of a gift of faith, where he's brand new to this. He said God decided to prove Himself to me first thing when, uh, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, I believe my wife is gonna come uh, is gonna come back and I believe that all this I believe it's gonna happen even when no one else is believing it yeah I I, I, I didn't believe it but I'm, I'm not sure anyone did and he was told multiple times he's like man you, you don't have to do this he's like I, I believe God's gonna do this I believe God's gonna do this and I don't know how long it was don't know how long it took. I don't know how long it was before he was at our church, but after he was at our church, it wasn't that long. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, if you really think probably, about it, it was. Oh, I think it was like a year. It was probably two, like two years. I think it was a year and a half, two years. But I mean, I mean, two years from when that, he was saved is what. I mean. Before that, it had been longer, is what I was saying. I yeah. mean, in the span of how long it had been, once he got in church, it wasn't as long. I mean, yeah, but two years is a long time for some people to hold on. Oh, yeah, two years is a really long time. I would give up, probably. Two years is a long time. I mean... But you holding on, that gift of faith, believing that, is a true thing. Did you have something different that you were thinking of? No. I did, but... I decided it doesn't really fit. Maybe it'll fit for miracles. No. Maybe it'll fit for healings. No. Okay. It would be a faith thing, but it's not really like the gift of faith. It's actually, it's more of a trust thing. So it doesn't really fit. Got you. Okay. But there's... I mean, you have to trust God when you have faith in Him as well. Yeah. So it's like in the same ballpark, but I it's not you. really I the same you. thing. Well, you may not necessarily see the promise yourself, but God is giving you the strength to hold on through it. And that's what this really kind of ties into, is this thing that, is this thing that we're going to make it we're going to do it and we probably can't do this without 
God. You cannot do it without God. And that's really what we're talking about. Is that when you cannot do it without God, God will give you the strength to make it through it. And you've got to have the spirit for it to happen. Right. But You've got to have the spirit for it to happen. Absolutely necessary. 100% must be done through the power of God. And that's the only way it's going to happen. I mean, you, you hear these stories, and Hebrews 11 is mostly Old Testament people who yeah. did not have the Spirit. Now, there's a few that it alludes to that had it, but it talks a lot about the ones that did not have the Spirit. It comes to the last part, and it says, These all died not having received the promise. Yeah. So if Moses and Sarah and... Abel and Enoch. Oh, good Lord, Enoch. The he one that not. didn't die. He was not. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He did not have that supernatural faith. Did what he did with human-powered faith. Still tied to God. Still all this stuff. But he did not have a gift of faith. I mean, he may have had a gift of faith, I guess, but not. He wasn't filled with the Spirit. He didn't have the Spirit of God on the inside of him. But he did what he did. He lived a life such that he was translated. What can be done with a human being that is Spirit filled? Spirit-led and working in the spiritual gifts when the gift of faith comes in. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's the big one there. That's the final resting place I feel like that might be a good spot to close uh, there's a quote I heard and said the world has yet to see what God can do with someone completely sold out with someone that's completely working in this gift and realm of faith so let's just see it let's, let's test this let's test the waters let's pray for this and let's See what kind of testimonies will come out. I mean, there's plenty of them. I didn't touch on the real world stories that Brother Bernard put in his book this time. One of them sounded really uh, familiar, to be honest. <laughs> to something I actually know. Um, you know, I, th- I think I may, I may talk about that story to close out here. He, he talks about a friend of his, uh, I think he said it was the 70s, and his friend was... How old is Brother Bernard? Don't ask those kind of questions. I just <laughs> thought he was like mom and daddy's age. He's never taken us to coffee if you start asking that. I age. just did, I thought he was younger than that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to touch on this story uh, here. I really want to know how old he is now. I wonder if it's on Wikipedia. It probably is. 
I really thought he was younger than that. I can just call up Daniel Menard real quick and be like, hey, man. In 1978, a cousin of mine, who was a preacher, was killed at age 24 in a tragic accident in Alabama. Preacher friend of his shot him by mistake while they were hunting together. My uncle, the father of the slain man, had lost his wife to cancer five years earlier. She was in her 40s. The friend who had accidentally killed my cousin came to the funeral home where the body lay, but was understandably reluctant to see the family. My uncle heard he was there. He insisted on meeting him, although grieving deeply himself. He ministered to the young man, telling him, in essence, Don't torture yourself with guilt. Satan would like to use this event to destroy your ministry, but you must go forward to do the work God has called you to do and help fulfill the unfinished work of my son. God could have miraculously blocked the accident, but he didn't, and we must accept what has happened. I forgive you for your mistake. Now we must both place everything in God's hand. They prayed together, weeping and speaking in tongues. And surely it was the gift of faith that enabled my uncle to act in such a Christ-like manner under the bleakest of circumstances. I guess that does sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, uh, very much so. I mean, it, you, it sounds terrible. It's, an, it's a horrible story. But God gave him the power to forgive, to move forward, and to act like Jesus did. Like he did with Stephen when he was actively being stoned. And he was able to say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Just like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So, we've got to be able to be in tune to Jesus or we won't make it when this type of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it might be appropriate to let's uh, close this thing out with prayer. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you do, Lord. You are mighty, you're glorious, and you're holy. God, I want to be led by your spirit. I want to be operating in the spirit, in a spiritual way, in a, in a way that's different from the way the rest of this world is operating. God, I pray that you would gift people with the faith to make it through what they're going through right now. I pray that your spirit would move, your gifts would work in the church every single day. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. Amen. I know we kind of talked about the bleak side of faith today. Um... But we're going to be talking about healings and miracles over the course of the next couple of episodes. That's a little more positive, a little more uh, happy. But healings and miracles don't happen without something to heal and something that needs a miracle. So uh, we'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. God bless you all.